While conservatives chafe under the threat of censorship and deplatforming by big tech companies, liberals are pressuring Congress to make the left-wing industry even more left-wing through equity audits, which would, in essence, assess how completely companies are aligning their practices with critical race theory. Congress has been receptive to the push, with Democrats proposing a bill to fine companies $20,000 every day if they do not have such an equity audit in any given two years. Joining me to discuss this proposal and the powers behind it is Santi Ruiz, reporter for the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, Santi, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Uh, good, to have, good to be on. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm, I cover tech for the Washington Free Beacon, uh, and in practice, that's mostly covering uh, fan companies, uh, big tech stories. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. That's right. That's right. Um, and I guess my, throw Microsoft in there as well. Um, right. But in practice, and of course, we, by, and of course, by Google, we mean all of Alphabet. So YouTube and all the other stuff that they have. Yeah. They really need to update that, that, uh, that acronym, don't they? I, I suppose, but it's a really good acronym. It is a good one. Okay, so so you're so you're the tech reporter for the free Beacon. That's right. Cool. Uh, what did you before, what did you do before that? Or are you kind of a fresh a fresh face? <laughs> Fair, fairly fresh. Um, I was working at AEI for a little while at Uvalde Bin's uh, Department of Social, Cultural, and Constitutional Studies, and then about a year ago joined the Beacon. Okay. So we saw your story uh, that. The Democrat Democrats in Congress are trying to require tech companies to do equity audits. First of all, what are equity audits? What are they trying to achieve? That's a good question. Um, there's a variety of goals that you can have with a what they call a racial equity audit. Sometimes they're called civil rights audits as well. Um, there's a whole bunch of, of, of kinds out there. So I want to be careful about painting with a broad brush. But the idea is um, a full vetting of the company, both its internal hiring, firing, promotion practices, as well as uh, what are the products you're putting out there in the world. And as you mentioned, um, a lot of this, a lot of the, the recommendations or requirements of an audit are either to kind of comply more more clearly with a with a given theory of, of, of race in the United States. Um, sometimes there's hiring and firing metrics. Sometimes you'll see um, in, in certain cases, we see, as in the group most closely affiliated with Senate Dems, you see an explicit call for the abolition of, quote, standards of merit. Um, but it really depends on the on the individual group conducting the audits. So uh, obviously, Congressman didn't didn't invent this. Uh, who, who's pushing it? What are the what are the uh, the interest groups, the advocacy groups that are that are pushing this? Sure. The group we focused on in our, our reporting is called Color of Change. They're a left-leaning activist group, and they do work on on voting voting rights as well, kind of across. Yeah, they've, they've been they've they've been around for a long time. But, and, you're you're quite you're quite familiar. Yeah, yeah. They've 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 been around they've been around for a while, um, and they've been involved in various campaigns uh, to push uh, the the left's agenda, obviously under the color of um, of. Uh, left-wing racial racial ideology that's right and uh racial equity audits for big tech companies are fairly fairly recent um 2016 airbnb commissioned one um that was conducted by a close friend of the current associate attorney general benita gupta um and there's a a bit of a network of, of of folks who are who are closely affiliated both in 
elected office or Democratic appointees and the auditors who run some of these big organizations. Um, so have they had have they had much success? I mean, you said that uh, uh, that Airbnb agreed to do this. Um, you know, are there any have, have they what other companies have, have gone along? Because I assume in a lot of places they're probably pushing on an open door. That's right. And it really depends on uh, the specific things a given group is calling for. Color of Change has had a lot of success pushing specific companies to complete audits. So the pressure campaign for Google, pressure campaign for Facebook. Um, Facebook is a useful case study. So in 2018, Facebook caved to pressure from Color of Change and commissioned an audit, um, implemented some of the recommendations. You know, one of the recommendations, for instance, was the platform needed to crack down more on then President Trump's posts. Um, Facebook hired a former uh, Obama civil rights official to implement the strategy that was recommended in the audit. And since that audit, Color of Change has used a bunch of the recommendations that Facebook did not take up as basically a stick to beat the company with, saying you committed mm-hmm. to, you know, racial equity, but you didn't implement, you basically, know, Section basically 5C you had, of the report. You brought, it, you, brought us, you brought us in to tell you what you needed to do. You didn't do all of it. Therefore, we're going to protest you. That's exactly right. And you have a, a, a nice document that lays out all the specific things Facebook isn't complying with. It's a very useful, useful tactic. And then who do they, then who would Color of Change go to with that info? Is it just to, to hit Facebook in the public sphere or is it, are they trying to go to like, you know, do ESG investors and, um, other sort of secondary targets that might be able to leverage pressure against the company? It's a great question. It's it's really both. Um, there's definitely a public facing component to this. So the color of change president, Rashad Robinson, testified before Congress the other day and uh, used his time to talk about how Twitter has not implemented the color of change uh, audit. Um, also done a number of TV hits kind of do, uh, doing the same hits. Right. Um, but also color of change is is a member of the Democracy Alliance, which is a as you may be well familiar with a. Uh, a Soros uh, network. Well, Soros, uh, Soros, Soros and everybody. I mean, anybody, anybody on in Democratic fundraising, whether that be individuals or institutions. I mean, I'm familiar, you know, a bunch of the labor unions are institutional members and a bunch of the labor union officials just themselves are individual members. So, that yeah, the Democracy Alliance is the institutional Democratic Party as it exists. That's right. And Color of Change, along with other Democracy Alliance groups, have partnered with um, groups like the SOC Investment Group, the SEIU, um, to pressure public companies to comply using, um, you know, some of the yeah, same. Using the ESG, the ESG exactly. uh, strategies, the, um, what do they call it, proxy, proxy season. That's right. Um, and the, the Biden administration, in some kind of small ways, has signaled, for instance, the SEC has suggested they may um, encourage companies to you know, include those proxy statements in investor reports. Um, there's at least some interest from the administration. It's unclear how much in, in lending a helping hand to some of these efforts. Mm-hmm. And then in Congress, is this just sort of a Democratic messaging, you know, messaging thing, or is this something that they're going to try to try to push through? I mean, obviously we've now just had the reconciliation bill punted into next year. Um, you know, would, would they try to, you know, put this in continuing resolution sort of 
must pass legislation to try to shove it through. A lot of a lot of kind of what you make of this depends on if you think that the Dems will be able to put together a, a kind of big tech bill generally. Um, a lot of the, the complaints from the left about big tech have been specifically on these issues that a given product or a given type of content that moderation doesn't do enough to take care of a given racial minority on the platform. Um, that's been a that's been a kind of a key component of criticism from the left. Um, it's unclear if you can get the votes at the moment for a big overhaul of, of big tech regulation. But if if you can, this will this kind well, of thing. And, will and, be well, and you run into the, you run into the problem of you know the Republicans who have been willing to entertain or even advocate for. Regulations on big tech are going to want the exact opposite outcome. As, That's right. As is That's right. proposed here. That's right. Everyone's frustrated the, the, with the content Ken, moderation. But right. the, Ken, the, Ken bucks of, the Ken bucks of the world want less, want less moderation. Uh, the color of changes of the world want more. That's right. Um, and the, I should flag the, the proposal by House Dems, a couple House Dems, to fine companies 20K a day if they don't complete audits. That one from my understanding, is not going anywhere. I think that would be a, a kind of clear bridge too far. This pressure we've seen in the Senate has come from folks like Cory Booker, who closely affiliated with Color of Change, who have called on individual companies, tried to, you know, a pressure campaign on Google or on, on Facebook to implement an audit specifically. So letters to, you know, Zuckerberg and Sundar Pichai and that sort of thing. Um, so how, how is this all fitting into the sort of broader debates over critical race theory? I mean, it looks, again, like yet another attempt by progressive interests to put racial essentialism into a major institution. I think that's right. Um, there's some of, some of the – so Color of Change released a, a quote-unquote tech framework for how to conduct racial equity audits in that industry. Um, that senators Booker and four others cited explicitly said this is a this is kind of a useful roadmap. Um, that framework calls on um, tech companies to to put in like a C-suite level executive who would have full hiring and firing power, the ability to impose a a specific you know racial justice component in every uh, employee's uh, you know quarterly reviews. Um, so there's a component of, of what you're saying of, of the kind of the critical race theory lens on things. But I think the, the other piece here is uh, an audit of this sort and, or a mandate for audits would be a, basically a blank check for instituting the for putting the people you want to see in a given role in those roles um, in senior bureaucratic roles with a lot of power over products or firing. firing. Mm-hmm. Um. So is there anything else uh, on this issue that I think that, that you think that that our listeners should need to know about? Yes, I think the I think the last component, um, and again, this is color of changes recommendations. So, um, you know, the uh, you know a pretty pretty powerful player in this ecosystem. But color of change calls for um, not only expanded hiring and firing power for a given executive, but there's also um, they explicitly call for a, a veto power over any new tech company products or initiatives that a, a civil rights auditor or, exec, or civil rights executive hired, you know, on auditor's recommendations says might have a racially disparate impact. So that can apply to basically anything. The language is left very vague, um, but you can you can easily imagine um, this kind of this kind of 
power to block a given initiative being used. So say if like Amazon, I mean, I know, I know there's been an issue with Amazon that there have been cases where like progressive employees at the company have revolted against, uh, against the company providing services to the defense department or to local police, mm-hmm. uh, local police agencies, the FBI, et cetera. That's right. Um, right. You, I, I think the, the limits of how you could use this are, it's only really your imagination. Obviously, um, we could talk all about cases where there is a, a, a real racial impact or real racial disparity in a given product. I think there's plenty of reasonable cases, but the, the way the, the audits would be structured and the way the, um, the kind of executive I mean, authority would be, would be structured. Basically, it would be putting in Ibram X. Kendi's Department of Anti-Racism with veto power over everything into all these companies. That's right. You may think a given issue is is a reasonable place for somebody to step in and say stop, but the the issue is you're you, you know the person making these calls will not be, um, you know, a reasonable MLK light. Um, at somebody who who who, who yeah, it'll, it'll be a professional, is, is, is professional, professional progressive critical race theory and That's aligned right. activist person. That's right. Um, even even, and, even more so than the sort of normal liberalism of Silicon Valley. Right. And that's the that, that's the interesting point, right, is that these companies already lean left in terms of the employee base, um, in terms of, you know, just institutionally, the, the kinds of places they are to work at. Um, this is a push to formalize that and take it a few steps further. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, do you have any other work from either yourself or your colleagues at the Beacon that you'd like to promote to our listeners before we before we let you go? Uh, I would say my colleague Aaron Sibarium has done some excellent work on um, the same kind of DEI bureaucracy on college campuses. And my colleague Alex Nestor has done some excellent work covering um, some of the major paychecks being paid out to these companies in K-12 schools. So I think if you look at uh, the Beacon's coverage of, of this kind of push, you, you can see in a bunch of different industries, I, I would say some very good coverage of, of how this plays out, in especially the education space. Cool. Well, uh, thank you again to Sanchi Ruiz of the Washington Free Beacon for joining us. We will include a link to his reporting on big tech equity audits in today's show notes. That's our show for Michael. this week. I'm sorry? Oh, sorry. Just thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's our show for this week. We encourage our listeners to subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. Those ratings really help us find new listeners, especially if they come with a positive review. We will be off next week. But we will see you all uh, in two weeks right before the new year. 